Yo, y'all listen up. I got something to say. I'm going to speak the truth to you, but some of y'all, you took a shortcut of convenience this summer. You was like, coach ain't here. The season's weeks away. I got time. Are you kidding me? As a college athlete, you got four, maybe five years to be great or be forgotten. So are you home taking it easy? Somebody else is out there in the heat just about killing itself to make their name great. But you got time. Yeah, 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 yeah. My heart is purple and gold. I'm a pirate down of my soul. And I don't back down out at all. Find out when the cannons explode. From the sidelines down to the post. Put it down like not even close. All out to the last whistle blow. For the flag with the soul and crossbones. Everybody stand up, get your hands up. Let a team know that we got they back. This is our house, this is our town, our top. Yep. That. So, whenever you're ready. Yo, yo, what's good, y'all? And thank y'all for joining us here at the Athletes Table Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kraft. Alongside me is the Lebanese Stallion. What's going on, my G? What's good, bro? How's everything been today? It, well, second interview of the day. It's a good <laughs> in deal. In the middle um, of work, so. <laughs> and we're all talking about baseball, so I'm all in it, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't complain about that. But, um, you know, so going with baseball, you know, going here with one of my good friends from elementary school, throwing it way back uh to the raleigh days way and back <laughs> hey and we're here to welcome ward vets and you might recognize that name because his brother was on the podcast a few about a month ago now uh gray mm. vets who plays liberty but we're here with ward tri sport athlete in high school you know great division two baseball player at lander university or lander college out in south carolina but welcome Ward. glad glad to have you on the show today yeah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. Hopefully, uh, I do a little bit better job than my brother did, but I guess we'll, I guess we'll see how that goes. You know, hey, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is. But I, that... <laughs> older so, brother yeah. has to represent the younger brother. You know, that's how it has to be. Can't be the other way around. You, you know, I like to, I like to say I taught him everything he knows, but you know, <laughs> he'd pr- he'd probably beg to differ on that one. <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> that's how that's how oh, all yeah. the little brothers are. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and get right into it. How was it growing up in Raleigh, North Carolina? Um, because we know like you're you're originally from that area with your brother, but um, talk a little bit about your upbringing. Being an older brother, you got a little bit of different perspective. Yeah, man. So uh, like you said, born and raised in Raleigh, North Carolina. I actually live here now, post college. But uh, gosh, I mean, I just grew up around sports um my dad like my brother mentioned was played college soccer at app state and just i mean i mean i had a pair of cleats on when i was like two three years old so i was out on the field my parents always tell a story about i think my sister was old enough to play but i wasn't quite old enough yet but she was down in the corner away from the play doing you know cartwheels and handstands (laughs) and cheering with pom-poms and they gave me a pair of they gave me a pair of cleats and I was in there, but I wasn't wasn't technically old enough to play yet. But, you know, just, I mean, grew up playing sports. That was it. You know, the parents, even as I got older, it was, you know, go outside, play street hockey, go outside, you know, figure something out. It was, you know, come back when dinner's ready and, you know, that, that was it. And so just growing up around that, 
Um, obviously, I got my brother a couple of years in, which was a beautiful thing. He was my biggest competitor, but that was kind of a, I mean, just super enjoyable. And he pushed me, I pushed him. It was just stuff like that. But kind of in, I don't know if you want, you want me to dive into my story just yet, but it's up to you. Um, gosh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just dive in, you know, it's, it's a long story. So <laughs> you know, we'll just get right into <laughs> hey, it. We got time, man. Podcasts, oh, yeah. they take forever. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. So gosh, started off playing soccer, played that for a couple of years. And then I can't remember exactly what year the Canes came to Raleigh, but went to a Hurricanes game. I think I was like three and a half, maybe went to a Canes game, fell in love with it, asked for a pair of skates for my fourth birthday, oh which like gosh. what three and a half year old asked for a pair of ice skates for his fourth birthday. <laughs> Anyways, my mom loves to tell me the story. Got a pair of roller skates for my fourth birthday oh, through geez. an absolute fit. I was like, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I asked for. Where are my ice skates? So they took them back, traded them in for ice skates. I think I learned to skate a couple weeks later. And was playing hockey at like four and a half years old. So Jeez. that was really that was really where my love for sports began. Because I, I mean, you know, you go to a hockey game; it's a little bit different nowadays than it was back then. But, oh, absolutely! I mean, just just the physicality and the fights, and I just I mean, I fell in love with it. Oh yeah. From there, played for a couple of years. I got Gray into it. He played for a couple of years there too. Definitely wasn't his love and uh, passion. He was always a baseball guy. It just I mean, he. I'll say it here. He was better. He's always been better than me in baseball. I'll give him that. But I had him. I had him in hockey. I gotta say that. <laughs> um, gosh, and then just played. I think I played for a team called Pepsi. Ended up starting with the Junior Hurricanes back in elementary school where Nick and I met. Yep. Um, you know, went through that. Had a buddy, good buddy, Fort Hatchet, that played with the Junior Hurricanes too. And I just hit the age where it was like, you know, it's. Hockey was good down here, but it wasn't as big as as it is now. And just decided to ship up to boarding school at the ripe age of 13 years old. <laughs> um, we went on like a 16-hour bus trip to Canaan, New Hampshire for a – I think it was like a weekend jamboree at Cardigan Mountain School. Got up there. We were sleeping on like cots and stuff like that. And they were like, yeah, if you want to like – you know, tour the school and interview just in case you want to apply, like you can do that. <laughs> so I went on a tour. I, I did my interview, ended up applying and gotten in and ended up going at 13, 14 years old, spent two years there, eighth and ninth grade. I saw so Nick and I went to elementary and middle school together. So I graduated eighth grade here and then went up to New Hampshire and repeated my eighth grade year, which people were oh, like, okay. dude, what are you, what are you yeah. doing? Why are you repeating? But I guess, I mean, I wasn't even aware of it being down here, but you know, when you repeat it, like it's just a big thing for hockey. You repeat yeah. a grade, and that's that. Oh gosh, that's how it's so then, too. Yeah, I guess it's a maturity thing, but yeah. So I repeated a grade, did eighth and ninth grade up there, transferred to a boarding school in Massachusetts, played another three years there, and then a big thing with hockey before you go to college is juniors. And so I was, gosh, I was already like an 18-year-old high school graduate, I think. And a couple of schools, there were a couple of D3s and then a couple of D1s that I was looking at. 
E3s were like, you can go play one year juniors, then come join the program and, and start. So I would have been, you know, a 20 year old freshman, which I mean, that's old, but it's not too bad. Yeah. And then the D the D1s were like, you know, you want to come play. We're going to want you to play two years of juniors. And I was like, you know what? I just don't want to be a 21 year old freshman. I think that's just a little, <laughs> it's a little weird, but not, not banging the guys that have done it. Cause I'm sure there's plenty of guys that yeah. are playing in the NHL that have been 21 year old freshmen, but just wasn't the route I wanted to take. Came back home, was going to take a gap year and just work, reapply mm-hmm. to UNC and just go for, for school because my grades weren't too great coming out of high school. So I didn't get, it. <laughs> didn't get in the first go around. I, like um, <laughs> I, was, I was a little too focused on the uh, hockey side of things. Oh, yeah. But then ended up getting a call about a week before classes started to Spartanburg Methodist College which I, I think you, Dylan mentioned Wake Tech, a guy from Wake Tech, but took the JUCO route, went to JUCO, played two years there, then ended up at Lander University, played three there, and now I'm a working man. But it's a super abbreviated version of the story. But, I mean, you guys just hammer me with some questions, man. <laughs> I'd love to answer whatever you guys got. So, so when, when did you start playing baseball? I'm sorry, Nate. No, no, I was going to ask the same thing. Gosh, I want to say like six years old, mm-hmm. five or six. Just and I just it was kind of like I played in the spring when baseball was, or when hockey wasn't going on. Whenever hockey wasn't happening, I was playing baseball. But the North Wake, uh, the North Wake League, mm-hmm. right? North Wake Canes, man, that was my that was my team. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so did did you uh, did you share? some of the same love for baseball as you did for hockey or is just, it wasn't replaceable. I did. Yeah. I think that's why I ended up playing baseball. I just, I'm super undersized for hockey. I'm just, I mean, shooting it. Nick knows how tall I am, like five, five and a half, you know, maybe 165 pounds. <laughs> but he would get so hockey hit, was, let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely, I could take a, I could take a beating. That's for sure. But um, I just kind of realized as time went on, I was like, you know, Hockey was taking a beating on my body, and I just realized that as I got older, my baseball skill kind of surpassed my hockey skill, which I still love hockey. I always talk about, gosh, I kind of wish I would have played college hockey, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all know, you know, God God has a, a set path for us, and it's just you kind of got to understand that's, that's what it is and just walk it out. So that's yeah. just what it was. I think I just realized that my baseball skill surpassed – my hockey skill, my love for hockey was still there, but it was just, it was a way to play college sports, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. No, I, and I, I completely understand. It's like we were talking about before we got started with, uh, with my story. It's like you, you have this one particular thing that you like, you absolutely love, like mm-hmm. you can't get enough of, but God does put you in a different direction. He does it for a reason. And yeah. like, I, I'm the same way as you, like, I wish I would have been able to play baseball in mm-hmm. college, and I know I could have, but my a my stubbornness and <laughs> God had another direction for me, and ended up getting me a degree, um, and around great people that helped mm-hmm. me get through some of those hard times and everything. So, like, I don't regret doing it at all. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I wish I would have like went somewhere I knew I could have played ball. Mm-hmm. At. Yeah, it's kind of that like, what if? It's like you know, what if I'd gone somewhere to play, and it's like. But, you know, like you said, God's got a plan for all of us. And oh, absolutely. It's right. just, hey, I'm glad I played baseball. I'm glad I ended up there. I'm glad 
I'm where I'm at now. I, oh, I definitely yeah. wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That that's a big thing because there's too many athletes today that are like, okay, you know, I wish I followed this, and then they go and try to reroute their whole life to try to go mm-hmm. back to that moment, and then it ends up failing for them. And they don't one, they might not get that college degree that they were trying to get as well, or you know, something else happens in life, so they end up not doing it at all. Um, but yeah, we I've come across that a few times with a few athletes like. Uh, What's his name at ECU? Um, he got kicked Logan. off the team junior year for from the basketball team. KB Kentrell. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, so a Durham native, Kentrell Barkley played basketball at ECU for a while, and he was a dude. I don't know if you remember PJ Harrison at Carolina on the mm-hmm. basketball team. He's the, the guy that he decked at the YMCA was Kentrell Barkley, and I, I became good friends with Kentrell during his three years at ECU and. Um, some stuff happened between him and the coaching staff and he ended up getting in a big fight, verbal fight and left and went and joined the like 76ers G league team for the rest of the season and then went, but now his whole career has been like stop mm-hmm. hold and all this stuff. And now he's like stuck in Taiwan can't, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like he was playing over there yeah. last time you know, and stuff, but yeah, you come across that a lot more than, than people realize, um, especially with the athletes. Well, and now it's crazy because, I mean, you got the transfer portal stuff. You don't even have to sit out a year if you leave. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I – truth be told, in JUCO, I was, like, super serious about – even at Lander, I thought about leaving. But, yeah. like, the transfer portal, then you had to wait. Like, if you were transferring mm-hmm. anywhere, you had to sit out a year. Oh, yeah. So, it's just – I mean, and I'm glad I stayed because, I mean, yeah. who knows what would have happened if I would have left, you know. Yeah. I think – at the end of the day, you got to realize, you know, you're really in college to get a degree. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Like, I think mm-hmm. the relationships and the degree are way more important than the sports. The sports are fun. And, like, I probably wouldn't have said this four years ago when I was, like, in college. <laughs> but you know, I think it's a perspective thing. You realize it's like, you know, this is way more about, you know, building friendships and relationships and getting a degree. Yeah. And, you know, just, like, the more of the long-term things than just, mm-hmm. like, Oh, I batted 300 in college, or I didn't. I didn't get 150 abs this year. I gotta go somewhere else. I, I don't know. It's just, and it's a perspective thing. I'm sure two years ago I'd have been like, "This is so stupid. Why can't I just transfer and get out of here and you know go yeah. somewhere?" Else? I, I've so, had those thoughts too. I'm right there with you. Exactly. Uh, I'd be very curious to see if every sport, like outside of baseball, because baseball you can go right outside of high, right right out of high school, mm-hmm. um, but if you like kind of what basketball is trying to do where they have that extra league that Mm -hmm. you can go, like you can go into the G league now Mm -hmm. at right out of high school and you can play like a year or two and then go straight to the NBA. I wonder if like football had like a Mm -hmm. uh, intermediate league or something like that, where like guys can go. I wonder how many people would choose that route over going to college. Over college. Yeah. I mean, they they kind of think about it because they have the Canadian football league, which doesn't require you to go, uh, three years out of college or three years out of high school. Yeah, but you, you don't see to. you don't you don't see top level talent taking that route though. No, because it's not. I'm saying true. other other I'm leagues saying... just aren't built to that capacity. Like the NFL is just a different beast on its own. Like meaning, like the way they structured the league and their mm-hmm. bylaws and everything is a completely different thing compared to the NBA, MLB, which already had the pre-structured mm-hmm. every uh, pre-structured like minor league teams and stuff like that to go through. Right. Um, so that changes up, like even hockey. I mean, as you know, yeah. there's the checkers, and you have the juniors that you have to play for at least two years before going to college or a year before going to college. Mm-hmm. And they've all been pre-structured, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago. Now we're finally seeing like the fall of some of those to go straight out of the high school or trying to go straight out of high school. 
Um, but yeah, there's just a big, big difference scheme with all that kind of stuff. But one thing I do want to ask, I know your dad played soccer. I know you played mm-hmm. soccer when you were, that was the first like sport you played. How did that come into play with your other two sports during high school? So high school, boarding school was set up a lot differently than mm-hmm. I guess most schools are. So with boarding school, it's a fall semester, a winter semester, and a spring semester. And the okay. thing about boarding school is you have to have an activity. Like it's not like high school down here where it's just like, oh, if I don't want to do anything, I just go home and you know hang out and eat pizza rolls and play Xbox. It's like <laughs> you have you have to do something. Like whether yeah. it's weightlifting, soccer, hockey, some kids did the play. So at boarding school, I was in the fall, I was always a soccer guy, played soccer, just played it because my dad played it. I was like, you know what? I might as well, might as well do it. Yeah. Um, winter was obviously hockey and then baseball was spring. So it's just, so it was one after the other after the other. And I always would play soccer because I thought it would prepare me physically for, um, conditioning wise for hockey and it never did i got on the ice and i was the most out of shape guy there was, it was <laughs> you think you think all that running would prepare me and it just never did, never did. It's hockey, <laughs> hockey is a different like conditioning you just can't you have to skate so yeah. but yeah so falls always consisted of soccer which i really enjoyed i wasn't very skilled but i was a hard worker so i Absolutely. you know I, lo- I lowered the boom on a couple guys and just <laughs> passed it off to one of the guys that could do something with the ball and that was that was my role <laughs> so you're more of the uh, hockey enforcer out there on the soccer field instead so <laughs> exactly yeah I think so my high school before I got there on the soccer team they were known for getting the uh, sportsmanship award and I think I made it a goal in my three years there that we did not get the sportsmanship <laughs> award <laughs> and I achieved that goal which I'm extremely <laughs> proud of <laughs> I don't think your coaches are like that, but I'm, I'm down with that for sure. No, I don't, yeah, if they hear this, if they hear this podcast, my high school coaches might give me a call and be like, "Hi, what are we going to do with you, dude?" <laughs> but yeah, that was my goal, man. I was just like, "I'm not. We're not getting the sportsmanship award. That's just no, not happening." Achievement uh, unlocked. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys can get it back when I leave, but. While I'm here, we're not. No, no. not happening. <laughs> Between that and participation trophies, we won't get rid of those. Yeah, we, we don't appreciate that. Man. Gosh. See, <laughs> least, see, I know you're on the same page now, but uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I don't know where I was going to go with this. I had another question I was going to lead us into, and then we got talking about achievements and not getting trophies and stuff, which I'm all for. I, I think participation trophies and all that crap is not worth it. Um. But you don't you don't earn anything. No, like, no it's you, just, you, you become what, entitled. And like mm-hmm. I know it's like it's kind of a cliche conversation to have at this point, but like in all reality, like let's let's actually get to the get to the bottom of why they even became a thing in the first place. Like yeah. what are you trying to prove? What are you trying exactly. to teach kids? Like whether it's kids that are five years old or 15 like if a 15 year old needs a participation trophy i'm sorry he shouldn't be playing sports no <laughs> that's one of no. the most humbling things you could possibly do exactly no i and i i coached i mean i coached baseball about two years ago i coached a summer team a couple 14 year olds and i was like listen you guys are at the point where it's like if you're not good i'm not gonna play you like i'm, I'm here to win like i'm not yeah. gonna you know dedicate hours of my week just to come out here and you know shoot the crap and 
play a couple innings and go home. Like, no, I'm coming out here to win, win baseball games. I'm like, you know, it's, yeah, it sounds I, uh, ridiculous, but I mean, that's, it's just how it is. Like, I, I, I coached junior Legion, um, which is 14 to 15 year olds. And they were the same way. And like the parents were awful. Oh it, gosh, it was, dude. it was so bad. They didn't understand why kids weren't playing everything. And all the coaches, it, it, the sad part is all the coaches didn't want to tell them. It's like, your kid's just not that good. Like, I can't yeah. win with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I was exactly. the only one that said that. So, of course, I was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Was, me and a, a buddy of mine that played at Pfeiffer, we were coaching. Um, and we were the ones that if they did something wrong, they ran polls. If yeah. the mm-hmm. parents had something to say, like, we were the ones that told them, hey, your kid's mm-hmm. just not good. Exactly. I don't know how else to say that. They need to hear it, dude, because, I mean, it's just – it's like Nick said. It's this entitlement mentality, and it's like, oh, I don't need to work hard. I don't need to do this or that. Like, no, dude, like getting to that next level, even like middle school to high school, like, dude, Mm -hmm. you got to like – you got to work for it. Like you don't just like go into high school. And like, yeah, there's some dudes that just are – They're they're stupid athletes. They're freaks of nature. Like, yeah. But even from that high school to that college level, if they don't work hard, dude, they're gonna get they're gonna get thrown in that college environment and they're gonna get eaten alive. And yeah. it's just like it's trying to like prepare them for the next step and the next step and the next step. Even from college to the adult world, it's like if you don't work hard and you're not prepared for that, like you're gonna get eaten up. Yeah. It's just and, and that's I'll also learn, where, yeah. that's where you I'll have the economy and the the society of what we have today. You know, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to get it political or anything, but that's just unfortunately I tied into that because that's where it first nope. starts. It's like four or five years old, six years old, and they're like, oh, I want a trophy. You know, give them a trophy, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. But unfortunately, that's where we're at in society today and in this world today. But anyways, it's just can't win with it, can't win without it anymore. Like, yeah, we don't we don't want to step on too many toes today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just, we'll oh, I'm all about it. it. Oh, <laughs> we, we don't many toes you want to, <laughs> bro. We had no, an episode I mean, the other day about how you know you can't say certain stuff out there, but you you know some stuff just has to be said. You know, you just can't, oh, yeah. can't hold back. Hundred percent, exactly. That's the, that's the issue, especially some, as a Christian some, guy. You can't can't stay away from that. Some toes need to be stepped on. If we're being completely honest, that's yeah, that's oh, where absolutely. growth comes into play. That's mm-hmm. that's where you learn. Like we we can't keep on denying having the conversations of how we can get better when all we're doing is progressing and being quiet. Like it, it's exactly. not doing anybody mm-hmm. any favors. Absolutely, and it takes people right. like us especially us as younger adults that mm-hmm. just came out of the sports world, um, well, at least being an athlete. And now we're trying to get into like the growth of the next generation and the development of all these kids. And you, the ones that are winning are the loudest, which the loudest mm-hmm. are the ones are saying to don't do anything telling they're great. Keep them playing. Yep. The point of playing a sport is to get better at it and to yep. have something to work forward to and getting goals and learning how to make goals. Because in the real world, that's where it comes into play. Absolutely. And we learned that as being retired athletes. Like yeah. mm-hmm. now everything that we do is goal based. Mm-hmm. You don't do anything that's not whether it's saving money, it's uh, having a job, it's growing within a company, it's mm-hmm. getting a house. Like yep. all of it requires you having goals and learning to build yourself. And all these people are just yelling, just make sure they're playing and having fun i'm all about having fun but jesus dude the kids gotta learn something oh yeah exactly no i'm I'm right there with you man i I couldn't you're you're gonna get me fired up on this man we gotta (laughs) we gotta switch this up i'll switch it up i'll switch it up so as you come in you play soccer in the fall hockey in the winter and then baseball in the spring um those schoolyard days back at Mm -hmm. quest academy playing (laughs) 
basketball, football out on the pavement, you know, the old like gritty days. Did you ever see mm-hmm. that kind of the way you played there? Did you ever see that translate to when you got into high school, like, you know, getting scraped up, getting all that abuse when you played hockey and played soccer and baseball? Did you ever see that like kind of come in that mentality of, okay, I don't have to quit. I'm fine. I can keep going. Do you ever mm-hmm. see that kind of mentality oh, yeah. come back in play still? Absolutely. And I think even before class, that was just kind of like my mentality. Gray, I mean, Gray kind of alluded to this, but, you know, growing up, we, I mean, we played street hockey, wiffle ball. We played tennis ball tag in the house. And I mean, it was an all out just dog fight every time. It did not matter. (laughs) I mean, it could have been a game of hide and seek and like it probably ended in a fist fight. And I just always remember like, like these things, like, you know, we'd fight and grade be punching me in the face and it'd just be like, all right, like I'll, I'm going to eat it and let's keep going. And it just <laughs> continued to transfer on, you know, we'd play, gosh, I think we played like a red Rover on the concrete at Quest Academy one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, Oh, well, you know, just wear it and get up and keep going. You oh, know, it is God. what it is. And I just, it's always been kind of that. I've always had that grinder mentality, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, I like to think I kind of passed that down to Gray because golly, I mean, he catched, he caught, I don't even know how many games in a row at Liberty between his sophomore and junior year. And the dude is just, I mean, he got abused, just wearing balls off every square inch of his body. And I mean, he just takes it and keeps going. So I think from a young age, and I don't really know where it came from. I'm assuming it from my parents because it's, I mean, that's something that's not really like you're not God given a no. tough mentality. Like you look at a guy like David Goggins and like, like he instilled that in his mind. That dude is a different beast right person. there for sure. Different beast right there for sure. Yeah. Oh dude, that guy's crazy. Right? <laughs> I think it was just a, a mindset that was instilled in me from a very young age. It was just like, you know what? Like you fall down, you scrape yourself up, you get back up, you learn from it and you keep moving forward. And kind of like what we were just talking about. A lot of people nowadays just fall down and they want to lay there and you know, mm-hmm. cry about it. And it's yep. just, that's just can't, just you're can't, not, can't do it. You're not going to achieve anything doing that. So, no, not right. At all. Not at all. Actually, at ECU, for my one class, we had to read or watch David Goggins' video about how he became who he was. And him to tell mm-hmm. the story was just amazing. And I think about the, like, the new generation coming up, how they have to really fight to be like that instead of mm-hmm. where it just comes naturally after watching your parents or other athletes who went through that same grind to get to where they're at. We don't see that, unfortunately, anymore in sports. Mm-hmm. We always hear about the guy who, oh, my dad paid a million dollars to the school, so I'm going to go ahead and be on the team and maybe yep. get a little bit of playing time, that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, we see that, unfortunately, in today's society. We think that people can be bought instead of going through mm-hmm. everything and going through the trials and stuff. This has been a Beyond Sports Media production. You can find us at Apple Music, YouTube, or any of your favorite podcasts and platforms.